Hey Roses, you found the best podcast out today. Welcome to the April Rose Speaking Podcast, where you're going to find you have the opportunity to level up and live at the highest level of your life. Stay tuned and make sure you're following me on all social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at April Rose Speaking. Thank you, listeners. Enjoy. Hey, Roses, I have a really good podcast for you today. Nina Sinovia um, works with biofeedback, and I had no clue what this idea of biofeedback would be or what it was. However, um, I think what Nina does in this podcast, she really breaks down the clinical terms of biofeedback. And what was really interesting was how she digs into her background from when she was a child and pulled out that emotion um, that really led to what she does today. So you guys, if you're an entrepreneur, you definitely want to listen to this podcast because it's a totally um, beautiful thing to be an entrepreneur. However, it gets stressful at times and uh, Nina can help with this. So Nina, Thank you. Thank you for reaching out to me. What a beautiful business that you run to help others be more powerful. Thank you, Roses. Enjoy the podcast and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, Roses. I want to thank you for listening today. It must be Wednesday noon Central Standard Time. I want to thank you for your time again for listening to the April Rose Speaking Podcast. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at April Rose Speaking and under the same name on Facebook. Also, remember to go out and check me out on iTunes under April Rose Speaking Podcast. When you listen, please subscribe, review, and make sure you share this podcast. So we're going to jump right in. Today, I have a very important person that I want to bring in front of you. Uh, I found this person basically on social media. She reached out to me. Uh, She must have saw my page or some type of marketing that I have. And she reached out and we had a really great phone call. Um, Nina is the founder of Solanco Biofeedback. And the services that she offers is super interesting. So she offers biofeedback, resilience training for leaders, and stress management. Absolutely needed, especially to my audience who are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs. Our minds are on 10. We have so many ideas. We have so many things to do um, in our business. So I really thought it was a good idea to invite Nina on my podcast and uh, have her explain her services to you guys. So welcome, Nina. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me, April. Thank you. I am so excited that you um, decided to come on the podcast. I'm going to ask you just a series of questions and kind of like help the listeners really understand this new innovative tool that I think is pretty awesome. Um, So first of all, Could you explain your profession to my roses, like exactly what you do? Yes, I work with leaders that 
are either seeing a dip in performance or they're not connecting with their teams or they're wanting something different in their lives, meaning maybe they're stressed because of their workload or because of branching out to become an entrepreneur. And I work with them to help them to relax and help them to go after their goals. I call it resilience training because what we're doing is building resilience that will allow them to continue to perform at their peak performance, have emotional regulation, build better teams, and really go after their goals. Excellent. That is like so awesome. Why did you pick this field in particular? That is a great question. I picked this field because I've always have been, I like to call myself not only a um, clinician because I'm a licensed professional counselor, but also an entrepreneur. So I came to the field knowing that I wanted to do more than talk therapy. And when I worked in corporate, I found that there were some areas of my career where I was emotionally laboring through. Maybe I was being triggered by an email or trying to build relationships with individuals. And there were triggers that were going on inside of me that I knew I, in order to perform and in order to be a good team member, in order to really bring my best self to the table every day, I had to do more than um, experience and give talk therapy. And so, I've always been interested in neuroscience and cognitive development, and I started researching and taught myself everything there is to know about the brain, brain patterns, how people think, and motivation. And that really led me to wanting to help others because as I started to speak to people, they would say, I need that service. I need to work with you. And I use biofeedback as a tool to help people understand where they are. Because once you have the knowledge, you're, you're more likely to, um, I like to say, perform or do things in order to get positive results. Yes, I absolutely love that. Because with me being an HR professional, um, there's a lot of, and I'm glad that we're on this podcast together because it's pretty similar to what I focus on when I hire and also when I counsel my employees that come and see me um, with emotional intelligence. Yes. To be emotionally intelligent, um, just like you said, those triggers that happen and we're like right in the middle of our day, we're having a really good day and then, um, you know, an email can fly by and it's like, you're really trying to decipher what's going on and you're getting these triggers in your body. So how can you make an emotionally intelligent decision, you know, before answering that email? So when you were speaking, I really thought about that and how, Um, I try to counsel my employees too as well to make the best decisions throughout their day. But like when you see a a client and they come and see you, like what's some of the like common complaints that they have? Some of the complaints are um, being disconnected to family. Uh, This doesn't just what's happening in the work environment or in their professional life doesn't just isolate itself to that. Um, Interrupted sleeping patterns are some of the common tools. I also ask about um, appetite, either increase in appetite or decrease in appetite. Although I'm not a nutritionist, those are signs that a person may be stressed or on the verge of burnout. And so we, we talk about what that looks like and what that feels like in their body. And then we use um, heart rate variability training, which is measuring their stress level 
from their heart intelligence and sends messages to their brain about how they're going to respond or not respond to stress. So some of the common, the top three common things that people will come and speak to me about is um, this idea of withdrawal, which is could be a high um, symptom of burnout. Another maybe they're overeating or undereating and interrupting interruption in sleep pattern or interest. They used to like to run and they no longer have the desire to do so or exercise or have, be out with family and friends. Mm, interesting. So have you seen like emergency levels at all to where you're like, okay, you're at a point where either I can't help you or we need to add additional services or an additional professional have you ever seen that? I have seen that um, and I when I've had that I will oftentimes not use um, a bio, the biofeedback because what you don't want to say is to say to a person this is way out of control and I can't help you so I will listen to cues if a person is really activated so our central nervous system has what we might know as a fight or flight response we have a freeze response, so that's three responses, and a fawn response where we'll likely put ourselves in a stressful situation in order to perform for someone. And so what I try to do is listen to pace that someone is speaking. Are their sentences congruent? Can I really follow the what they're trying to say? And if they're, what I like to say, activated or accelerated, I know that they're probably really um, stressed. You could see it in there. Sometimes if you're close enough, the pupils will be dilated, rapid breathing, um, just can't slow down. And so when I see those things, if it's something, maybe they're taking medication for an anxiety disorder, I might refer them back to their to their primary care physician. Um, I don't I don't work with major mood depressions and things like that. And so I may refer them to a peer or a colleague if there's something that that I I know we can't resolve and calm their central nervous system in anywhere from 10 to 20 sessions. Mm-hmm. So how do you get your clients? Is it through like the employee assistance programs that are offered at jobs or um I don't know, doctors, maybe that the client went to a doctor. Like, how do you get your Yes, that's a great question. And I'm I'm glad that you mentioned employee assistance program, because as you know, in HR, that's really an underutilized tap market. Those are free services that are available, not just for mental health, but there may be family issues you need support with. And I am um, involved in the employee assistance world. So I get referrals from employee assistance programs. I get referrals from insurance panels. I get referrals from individuals that say, you really helped me and then refer me to their friends. So um, about 70% of my business comes from employee assistance panels and insurance panels, and then 30% from, from self-referral. And that's that's been a trending up. Um, probably five years ago was all self-referral and then um, a few employee assistance programs and um, insurance panels. So what is your usual demographic of people like a certain profession or like what a, who do you see often? I often see female, um, C-level. Um, I've seen people in the aerospace, um, commercial aerospace industry. I've seen people in the medical field. I've seen people uh, just really across the board, insurance, um, 
individuals that I often will say they'll come to me identifying that it may be anxiety because that's a real familiar term and what we find out is that it might be stress and burnout so primarily females between the ages of 32 through 56 um, is my is my demographic as a woman of color I also um, will reach out to as I did with you to in community or on the on social media I'll reach out to individuals that I see that are helping people in my own community to offer my services or offer an opportunity to speak about about really emotional regulation and in building your emotional intelligence right so I mean that's pretty interesting that you state that I just think that um being a woman an African-American woman myself and a mother um I was married I'm no longer married but uh it really is a balancing act to be able to run a household and all of the um, things that goes within running a household and then to be a professional and um, other people at your job relying on you and the decisions that you make if you're like really at a level of strategy and planning and being strategic. Uh, So it's really good to hear that you are offering these services through the EAP program. but how just more on on your level so do you you utilize any of your own tools for yourself in in stress management like what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis to kind of handle your stress um in everyday life and absolutely let me let me back up a little bit one of the things that really changed my life and i i I know this is going to reach one of your roses one of the things that changed my life is this this study that came out in the mid 90s and it was called it's called aces adverse childhood experience and that really gave me some some meat to my bone and basically if you experience any chronic stress between the ages of 0 to 18 years old um, you're more than likely going to need assistance in dealing with emotional regulation so what do I mean by that it could be a perception of abandonment it could be um, divorce, having someone go to jail, uh, a family member in the household or close to the household um, utilizing alcohol or drugs. Well, there's a there's a free assessment, the ACEs scale, that can tell you what that number is. So there are ten items. I had six out of the ten, April, on that stress scale. Wow. Now, I was a young woman that ten out of. I already told you ten out of six out of 10 on the ACE scale, but I was in gifted and talented classes all throughout high school, went to college at the age of 16, graduated in four years, emotionally labored. And when I looked at my childhood photos, I was, I hardly ever smiled. No one ever asked what happened to this child, right? Because I was excelling. I was a great student. I wasn't acting out. And so when I got into the workforce, and I realized that there was this this thing out there, this ACEs scale in the bottom line from the Center of Disease Control, and it was formed by Kaiser. The real message was, this is a chronic disease that can shorten your life. And that really woke me up because I was really into thriving, like many of your roses are making decisions to become entrepreneurs so they can thrive. And so I thought, if I don't get a handle on my stress and really reverse this childhood trauma, this childhood stress, then I'm going to have a shortened life. And so absolutely, I've been doing this work for over 10 years and I, every single day, I do a heart rate variability reading. 
So I know what my numbers are as if I was diabetic or had high blood pressure. I take five minutes a day, 35 minutes a week, and it regulates how I manage my day. If it's, if it's something that is really stressful, I add simple things. If you don't want to invest in a device, I add simple things like um, I'll monitor what's on my plate. It may sound simple to me, but it may be very difficult to others, but I'll monitor what's on my plate. So if I'm, it's a very stressful day, I'm looking at adding fat, good fats to my diet, avocado, salmon, things like that, because I want a healthy, fat, robust brain to make those decisions. Because my brain, because of the experience from childhood, is one that didn't fully get a chance to develop. Now, I told you I went to college early and cognitively it didn't impact my intelligence. It just impacted how I process and my emotional regulation. And so absolutely, I, I do it like breathing. I, I had, I do it on vacation. I, I take my devices with me. I do that. And then I also do some neurofeedback just to keep my brain and my processing sharp. But um, heart rate variability is something that's a part of my life. And I do it every single day. We have to know our numbers. And if we don't know our numbers, we have to know, learn. I, I say to your roses, learn what, how stress shows up in your body it might show up in your in your shoulders it might show up in you know thirst patterns it might show up in your inability to want to exercise if you find these downward trends I would say three or four times a week that you're not wanting to do the things you really have a passion about try things that will help you stimulate your emotional center which what we call in the world that I work in um, your vagus nerve it's the largest entity that controls your gut brain and your emotional regulation and so in addition to heart rate variability I also do a 30 second shower as a part of my daily shower so I shower and then I'll turn the water cool or warm cold or cold to stimulate my vagus nerve it's going to put a shock to your system which it's designed to do but it will stimulate the vagus nerve and research says that that it has a net effect of about an hour of emotional regulation yeah. what really and I, I have noticed that before like you know if you turn the shower on and it's super cold it's like oh but you actually feel energized like after you get out the shower from yes. that coldness um and a little bit more alive yes. honestly and calm <laughs> you know yes. yes 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 that's interesting but um you talking about your background just is so interesting I really want to thank you for opening up about that because people tend to um gosh you know, I'm a person that really am interested in children. And so for you to say that you went through life actually thriving, but inside you were probably emotionally stunted uh, just due to some of the traumas that you went through. Uh, my father, my roses know just through my um, podcast, my father, I grew up, my father is a very loving father, but he was an alcoholic. And I went through um, some pretty traumatic things in my life, but the same with you, I thrived. I actually um, always did well in school um, and also I was very spiritual you know I went to the kingdom hall so I had a lot of other tools to help me pull me out of the traumas that I was going through or struggling with so it was really interesting to hear your background because I would sometimes get feedback um, so even though I went through that as a childhood I went on and got married and then I got in an abusive relationship so when I would open up to people they're like 
I totally would not put two and two together that, you know, you come to work, you're so professional, and then you would go home to such tragedy, you know? So a lot of people are very good at putting on a, a mask, I guess, so to speak. But uh, yeah, very interesting to hear your background. Um, also, what I do, uh, I think I talked about this in one of my podcasts before too. I practice the hygge lifestyle, which is a Dutch word. Um, and I just try to find things that brings me joy. It could be a blanket, it could be socks, it could be books, it could be a candle. So I find ways to kind of ease my mind uh, if I need a massage, but I just try to practice this Huga H-Y-G-G-E lifestyle. Um, and it really helps me too. And it t- puts me in the moment when I'm stressed. So if I'm stressed and I'm around my kids or something, I just try to be in that moment. You know, if we're out, we'll just go outside and take a walk and we'll look at the, cause we're in New Orleans, the palm trees. So just to get away from stressful times, I just try to live, make sure I'm living in the moment because a quote that I know for sure, if you're living in the past, you might be uh, depressed. And if you're thinking about the future, you're going to probably yes. have anxiety. So you have to try to live for today. Yes. For today. So sometimes that helps too. So I always try to pull little things that I learn into my life every day. But like I said, again, I want to thank you uh, for opening up about your past that you were able to thrive. However, you can reflect and remember that you were not a child that would smile and no one really ever reached out to figure out why. Pretty, pretty yeah. amazing. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to so, back on your mindfulness um, moments that I have a friend that is an applied neuroscientist and she reminded me that the most recent data from the from the mindfulness world is really about exactly what you're doing April it's about the frequency of mindfulness moments so some people think oh I can really get there by doing a hundred hours of just sitting still and being mindful and what the what the research is saying now it's the frequency of those mindfulness moments maybe it's a hundred one minute opportunities versus one 100 minute opportunity. It's the frequency that builds a practice that helps us to emotionally regulate and maintain sanity. And so for your roses, it might be setting a timer to get up every single hour to take a two minute walk around the home or outside if if weather permits. So thank you for mentioning that because it's the practice that research is saying that gets us to that emotional regulation. Yeah, it's pretty much self-awareness. My mom always say, April, you're like one of my kids that really is very aware of themselves. So um, if I'm gaining weight or if I'm more hungry or if my skin's breaking out, I know there's a reason behind it because I'm not going to have like this outwardly reaction because I have a tendency to hold things in because I don't want to hurt other people's feelings. I don't want to throw anxiety or stress onto other people. So it, it manifests through my body, right? And... Um, so I just am a very self-aware person. It's just who I am. But also to talk about what I'm doing too, um, which is my competitive advantage with the masterclass that I'm currently promoting. Um, you know, I'm helping entrepreneurs who may be transitioning from corporate America into entrepreneurship. People that say, hey, you know, this is my job. It paid my bills. However, it's no longer, no longer serving me in a purposeful way, okay? So they're transitioning over from corporate America or a normal nine to five job into being an entrepreneur. So what my competitive advantage is when I have a consultation with my client, I say, hey, one of my courses is getting back to the basics. 
I'm not going to throw this course on you for you to build this business and become an entrepreneur and introduce you to my network until you understand and are able to self-regulate or be self-aware of what you're going through personally. Because I hear in the consultation, hey, I have this really cool idea. I have this product, but I keep having these personal issues pop up and I'm not being successful. You know, that was a common complaint. So that is also my competitive advantage of why people come towards me is because they truly know that I care. I'm not just going to sell you something just to sell it. I want you to become in the masterclass is called the highest level masterclass for a reason. I want you to reach the highest level of yourself all the way around because money is just a factor of freedom. You want to be happy as an individual while you're building your business, because if you're happier, you're going to be in it for the long run yes. of your business, right? So, um, I guess we're pretty much at the end. So before I kind of close out, I just want to give you kind of the floor to talk about anything else that you want. I would like for your roses to know, start now, start today. Say if I, if I've already taken my shower, you can do a gargling exercise. Just gargle with cold water to stimulate your vagus nerve. Give yourself the opportunity to show up for yourself today in the best possible way and go forward and live your best life. I think that's the best advice I can give. Start today. Our emotional regulation doesn't have to wait until we get a certain amount of money in the bank or when we launch our business. It's waiting for us to respond and be balanced today. Wow. Wonderful. I really, 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 really love that. That is, that's absolutely true that you have to start today because we always see ourselves as our future selves. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll start on Sunday or Monday. No, it's just those little small things. Just take that cold shower today and maybe it'll help clear your mind for the rest of the day. It's little small things that really builds up in the long run. So I really want to thank you for reaching out to me um, and the social media aspect and introducing yourself and putting yourself in front of me because that's what it actually takes uh, for us to work together, know what's actually out there um, in the world as far as resources, um, therapy, because as we know, as our culture, it was it's kind of sometimes frowned on to, to seek help on an emotional level. As long as you look good, as long as your hair is right, as long as your clothes are nice, as long as that car you drive, you're okay when you're really not okay. So Nina, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for reaching thank out. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. Okay, where can my roses actually reach out and find you um, in social media? Yes, absolutely. Website? So I, I am on Instagram and I, I post a lot of tips. Um, I have a, a Brain Fact Friday, which is really fun. And that's at Nina Zenobia at this at sign N I N A S is in Sam O N as in Nina O V as in Victor I A I'm also on Twitter and I have a website at salonco.com which is really just general information for companies that want to work with me but yeah I think the best way is at at my um, IG handle which Instagram handle which is at Nina Sinovia. And one last thing, um, yes. and that was your Instagram, right? Nina? Okay, perfect. So, and one last thing before I let the roses go, I really want them to understand with you being on this podcast and with me speaking to them every week, 
that we all strive to be happy and we all strive to be successful. But if you do not deal with personal traumas that you went through at a young age or any traumas that you're going through now, there's no way you're going to be successful. You're going to continue to strive to be successful and those things are going to continue to pop up. It's going to seep out. You'll be, you know, almost there at the finish line, almost hitting success and something can happen and you won't be resilient enough while Nina's offering this resilient training. You won't be resilient enough to bounce back. So please reach out to Nina or in your local area, please reach out to any counselors or anyone that's willing to help you as far as on a professional level. So thank you, Roses, for listening to another episode of the April Speaking Podcast. And I will talk to you next time. You know I love you, Roses. Have a good day.